ya. Sal, an uneventful weekend. I woke up a few minutes ago. I'm I'm still on the bed. The the faded pink, you know. I actually don't know if the mattress is actually pink. I don't know if it's you know really pink or if it was pink before the color faded so much. I don't know. It looks pinkish now though. It's this dull, dispirited pink that has definitely had better days. I'm on the mattress. I'm. I'm hearing the rusty springs inside it softly creak as my weight shifts. Fucking Simone. He said he was going to get me a better mattress. Come to think of it, he said he was going to get me a lot of things. That was why he charged me a bit extra for the room. For example, he also said he was going to install locks on the door. At some point I realized all of that was never going to happen and so I just stopped bothering him. I have more prominent life quandaries to contemplate anyway. I feel listless and unenthusiastic. I'm wearing my camping jacket, the, the dark green one I bought at the thrift shop in San Francisco. I'm wearing it indoors now. I'm, I'm not quite sure why. I, I guess it helps me feel warm. Warm and protected somehow. I head out of the studio apartment. It's a dull day. The sky is somber and grey. It's almost like it's echoing my mood. Today's sky is actually atypical. Sal Island is usually sunny like all the time. When I first got here, one of the things I found extremely thrilling was how clear the sky was. Sometimes there would be practically no clouds, just this sparkling hue of entrancing blue. Today, though, there's no stimulating blue to lift my spirits. I'm on the walkway, trudging by the row of neighboring apartments. Okay, now I'm by the staircase. There's this wide staircase that leads to the apartments on the story above. There are a bunch of Cape Verdean neighbors there just sitting down and having a chat. You know what? To hell with it. I think I'll join them. Now I'm sitting amidst the group. I'm gleaning whatever I can of their conversation in Creole. Nino is in the group. Nino looks very different from the rest of them. He's a Samba Jude. Samba Judes are generally first generation mixed race Cape Verdeans. They're usually very light skinned. And usually you can tell from just looking at them. This is in contrast to the Badu. These guys are more like, they're generally darker skinned and they're way more Cape Verdean than they are Caucasian. Although they might have some European streaks in their ancestry somewhere. I feel like Cape Verdeans generally, even the most Badiou of them, are not entirely like, genetically African, whatever the hell that means. Because um, like in, in relative terms, the most Badiou Cape Verdeans would have features different from what you'll find in more like mainland Africa. For example, their hair, their hair has larger curls. In like more inland West Africa, people generally have hair with type 4C curls, tightly coiled strands of hair that generally give the impression of being one coherent mass.
but do Cape Verdeans will have more three C sorts of curls. Wavy, springy hair. What your hair strands would look like if you wrap them around like a pencil or a crayon. I think it's because the Cape Verdean archipelago has historically been some sort of a cultural confluence. A port for European cargo ATC ships on their way back to Europe. I learned this from Tony while I was having drinks with him and Perverto the other day. So these ships, you know, with the Europeans and then of course they've got the people of African descent who generally accompany them as underlings, as is usually the historical case. Something I've never quite understood. Why aren't there any historical stories, or at least there are none that I know of, of colonial empires which grew out of the African continent? Like, at that time, there wasn't such a widespread moral objection to colonization. It was just what people did. People rampaged whatever territories they could and abducted its inhabitants as slaves, expanding their own empire and furthering their own fictive narrative of ethnic superiority. My question then is, why was the colonizer-colonized dynamic so biased against the people from the African continent? They were like, consistently the ones you know getting colonized by external people and that's strange like for a group of people to successfully continually and persistently overpower another group they need to have access to resources the other group does not somehow they have to be at some sort of an advantage have some sort of an edge technology but these different groups of people had existed for about the same time none had a significant like temporal head start. If any, the people on the African continent did have the head start because I believe there's evidence suggesting that human life began in Africa. I don't know, something like that. Cooperation, large-scale inter-tribal cooperation, e.g. on, say, a national scale. Maybe. I think that's an actual possibility. Maybe the absence of cooperation and a collective identity on a much larger scale than tribes or regional kingdoms Maybe that makes it much more likely to be overpowered by a coherent group that's unified at, say, the national level. But then there are questions of relative size. Some Western European countries are relatively tiny. Like Size-wise, how would they compare to, say, a kingdom elsewhere with a larger geographical area or more people? I, I don't know. I don't know. Differences in the collective priority attached to innovation? That's another one. The discovery of technology that dramatically catalyzed technological progress, e.g. writing. For example, if one society discovers writing before the other, you'd expect like a positively non-linear acceleration of progress in that society. Because all of a sudden, people can reliably share large amounts of information more quickly, more effective, and more efficiently. More effectively, and more efficiently. That's one possibility that occurred to me a while ago. I should look through research papers in sociology to see if it's something people have already talked about. One of the Cape Verdeans hands me a stick of marijuana. They've been passing it around as they engaged in their Creole conversation. As the joint floats in my direction, I ask myself, hmm, am I really in the mood for weed today? Do I really feel like today is that sort of day? 
the joint gets closer. Ah, to hell with it. I'm in a weird-ass mood anyway. I accept the joint and take in some puffs. I feel my headspace gradually begin to transition as the THC perfuses my bloodstream. Okay. <laughs> now I'm in a different place. I think I'll just chill here for a while longer. Hazy with drowsy and distant excitement while immersed in the gargle of excited Creole chattering around me. <laughs>